All right. So why do men need other masculine men in their lives? We're going to be talking about that on episode number 134 of The Relaxed Male. This is The Relaxed Male, a show that comes to you each week, helping men to remove the nice guy from their life so they can actually live their life on their terms. Join the host, certified coach, Brian Goodwin, as he helps men step out of their heads and become free from the thoughts that bind them. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. All right, so got a couple things before we jump into uh, the main topic, but uh, before everything else, I want to welcome all you new listeners. We are growing by in in ratios I would have thought were were possible, but we are growing, and it is I, it makes me feel wonderful that I that I'm able to say that. So, if you're new to the show. First off, I want to say welcome, man. Welcome to the Relaxed Mail. This is the show that takes the nice guy and kicks him to the curb so that men are able to live on the life that they want on their terms. This is a lot of people get kind of confused about what the nice guy is. Trust me when I say the nice guy is not nice. He is a manipulator. He is a liar. And he is not a good dude to have around. And that is the reason why so many men have trouble getting the sex that they want, getting the women to, to pay attention to them, to get any type of respect because nice guys are, like I said, are liars and they, they can't help it. They try so darn it, darn hard. But when they're, when you don't, can't stand for something on your own, you're, you're going to bend like, a you know, like a, uh, like a wiggle stick. It's just, you're just going to be all over the place and you're not going to really be, have a solid sense of standards. And so your standards are never going to be there. So that's why nice guys are not, not a good thing to have. And this is why I want men to start living life in their terms. doesn't mean that you're being a jerk, a jerk and a nice guy are two sides of the, are two different sides of the same asshole. Just one's a little shittier than the other. So anyhow, so with that, we're going to, so now we're going to, uh, let's jump into, I've got a little bit of news. I wanted to talk about, uh, the operation tears of the 22. This is a nonprofit company or corporation organization. I'll get the right word out. Eventually that is out to help veterans become, help reduce veteran suicides. That's what it is. If I can get my thoughts straight real quick. Um, and they are having a retreat again this year, uh, August 4th. 5th, 6th, and 7th over in Moyers, Oklahoma, over at the K River Campgrounds. This is the campgrounds that was created and developed and is ran by Adam Sandoval. If you don't know who he is, great guy. He, uh, his YouTube channel is, has all his adventures on, on a bike from him meeting his girlfriend to her becoming his wife and the all the ups and the downs and it's just a it's a fun channel to go through and watch especially if you like motorcycles because adam does like to ride around on his scooter we're going to have that again fourth fifth sixth and seventh like i said down in moyers oklahoma you can go to, to uh operation tears of the 22's website i've got a link to that on the show notes you can get to the show notes over at relaxmail.com 
forward slash 134. You can all, I'll have a link there that you can click that'll take you over to the Eventbrite page where you can actually sign up and then you'll need to go over to Kia River Campgrounds and make reservations. If you want, want a cabin, they may have some cabins available. They may not. You, uh, kind of reach around, uh, might even call up, uh, to the office there and see if they have anything. Uh, if you're a veteran, they have a veteran section and the veteran section is free. So you don't have to pay anything to be able to camp in the veteran section, which is quite awesome. And I am grateful that Adam, uh, is doing that for, uh, for our service members. Come out. If you're a veteran, this is a chance for you to just kick back, relax, reset, get the three day effect where you are just away from life's bells, ringers, dings, news. And everything else that draws your attention away, that way your mind can come back home, settle down, reset, slow down a bit, shift into a lower gear a little bit, and be able to take in all of the wonders of the Arbuckle Mountains. So guys, I hope to see you there. And if you do, come by, shake my hand. I'm going to be having another speech there. This time I'm going to be talking about men's sticks. I'm going to be talking about something completely different. And it is going to be a wonderful time. So guys, come with me. Come join. Our first one was amazing. Had wonderful bands. We're having more bands. And we're just going to have a grand old time. Bring your wife. Bring your kids. Hell, bring your dog if you want. You're going to be able to meet Rain the Dane while we're there. That's my pup. Or my wife's pup, technically. But still, you're going to be able to see her running around. We're going to have a good time. So, guys, join me. I, you'll You'll enjoy it. You'll thank me later. All right? So now let's jump over into the main topic. Why men need men in their lives. Now, what brought this, uh, this whole topic around is as I talk to men, one of the biggest problems they have is that their community pillar is not just weak. It's damn near non-existent. It is just not there. And I got around looking around, uh, look, got around looking around. Yep. I'm going around a lot and was looking online. And I came across a an article that talked about that around 15% of today's men do not have any close friends. And that is a travesty. Uh, that While 30 years ago, men had roughly about 57, 58, 58 to 57% of men had six or more friends in their lives. Now you fast forward 30 years later to today. And that number has dropped down to 27%. Almost half as many men have six or more friends in their life. And that's a huge problem. And one reason why masculinity is getting such a bad light, because if more men were able to hang around more men, you would have a larger network of, of masculine men supporting each other. There's two reasons why I think this is actually dropping. The first one has been happening for centuries. And that is when a man gets married, he pretty much just gives up all his friends and puts all his attention, all of his energy, all of his focus onto his wife. From there, he puts it on his wife and the kids and each of the new kids that comes out. Now, I'm not saying that's wrong. That's good. But Putting every ounce of your energy into your, the, giving your wife and your kids attention is robbing yourself of the support that you need. And we're going to talk about why men need other men, but one of them is the support that other men can give them, give to a man. The other thing is, is that since the nineties to now, what's the 
biggest revolutionary item that's come out. Sadly, it's the internet. Yeah, we get a lot of wonderful information. We also get a lot of porn. We also get a lot of other low-quality connections with people like with social media, Twitter, and and those great great platforms to have, great platforms to to meet people on. But you need to have close friends, and you're not you can't have that with somebody you haven't seen face to face with. If you haven't seen them face to face, you're gonna have you're gonna be able to tell them some stuff, but you're never gonna get really really personal with them. And that is where men really need that strong masculine energy is when they have those really deep seated problems that they need to share with somebody, something that has really just been niggling at the back of their mind, and they they can't tell their wife, but they can't tell you know they can't tell. John over in accounting, I mean, yeah, they go out and have a beer from, you know, once a month, but he doesn't really know them. Neither one of them really know each other. And so these two things, the men getting, the fact that men get married and they give up their social life once they get married and internet are two things that have just ravaged the level of masculinity here in the United States. And it's something we really honestly need to be bringing up. We need to be bringing that level up, helping guys understand you need to have close, good, noble, masculine men in the, in your life. You can't have that if you're just hanging out with, with a bunch of schlubs and you need to have high quality noble men in your life. If you got a guy who's honest as the days long, but he's just not really doing anything with his life, it's not really a high quality friend. You want somebody who's able to take you and push you and become better. So let's get into it. Why do men need masculine men in their lives? First off, it spreads out the pain because us as men, we take on a lot. We, if you're single, you've got the, you've got the stress of trying to make sure your bills are paid. You've got the stress of making sure you get to work and you're doing everything the boss needs you to do. You're trying to get, uh, trying to achieve whatever goal you and, and dream you think you can get, you can achieve. You're going after all that. And, you know, and on top of that, you're trying to do a dating, you get trying to get your dating life going. So, and all this comes around and there's a lot of rejection and no's and, and stress buildup and, and heartache is, and all this other stuff that happens and it gets piled on it. It builds and it builds and it builds and it builds. Now, if you are married, that's even gets even worse because now you've got all the kids and you've got the dynamics of a marriage that come into play. Not saying marriage is bad. I think marriage is the best thing a man can do, especially if you want to be able to live a long, fruitful, happy, content, fulfilled life. You have to, you need to be married. But with that, that a marriage can become a huge problem in a man's life if he doesn't have a supporting network of other men around him to be able to help support that pain. It's a lot like if you were to look at, uh, try to pick up a car. You by yourself, you could not go out and pick up your car. You couldn't even pick up a smart car. You might be able to get a smart car rocking, but you're not, uh, you're not Thorn, uh, Bjornson. You know, the, the mountain who rides, uh, from Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah, he could probably pick a, a, a smart car up and toss it about, toss it five feet, uh, down the road. But, you know, you as a single man, 
one man in a group, you try to lift it, you're not going to get very far. But if you had 10 of your best friends when y'all came in and y'all worked together in unison, you could get that little card picked up and you could scooch it to the other side of the road. You could turn it sideways, park it funny. I mean, we used to do this with friends, bugs. We would go, you know, we had a couple of friends who had Volkswagen beetles and we would pick those things up and go screw with them by, by putting them in weird spots. You can do that when you have other men around you because you see men are great we were designed if you believe in uh, intelligent design or we were we have developed the amazing ability of taking on negativity we can take on negative stuff very well we that's why we take that's why we bottle stuff up because we bring it in the only problem is, is we can't just take bottle stuff up. We have to let that pressure out someplace. And a lot and society these days is going, well, you need to tell your wife, tell your wife everything, tell your your wife should be your best friend and tell you, tell you should tell her absolutely everything that's going on in your world. Well, no, honestly, you don't, you're not. Is your wife your best friend? Yes, she is your best friend. Is she her, your best masculine friend? No, she is not. She is your best feminine friend. There's a huge difference. Yes, she gets dibs on your attention, but you also need to turn to and have some of your best friends who are men to be able to dump onto. You can talk about the time, how you all, you believe you're about to get fired because you really screwed up an account. You talk about how you are worried about what your son's doing. You can talk about why, you know, you could have somebody who you can groan to about why your wife's not wanting to have sex with you. You have all these pains that you can bring and offer them to your group, your band of brothers, that group of men, that inner circle of yours. You can offer it to those men and those men can then take that pain and put it onto their shoulders. And the reason why they're able to put it on their shoulders is because they take all their pain and give it to other men. And those other men lift, uh, lift up the problems onto their shoulders. And so as a whole, we are able to take on an incredible amount of weight, a lot of pressure, a lot of life's pressures, a lot of pains. And, and agony that goes on in the world. You see, the reason why you can't do that with your wife. Now, the reason why women don't, aren't able to do the same thing that what men do. So like your wife is because women do a better job of being able to receive positivity and Men, that's our job in the family is to be the beacon of light and positive energy. Your wife has to deal with all the stuff that's going on with the, with the kids, with the PTA, everything else that's going on in the world. And in y'all's particular little world, she has to take that, be able to process it, take the positive out of it. And she wants to hand the negative over to you. So when you hear that we should be talking more, what she's actually saying is no, she doesn't necessarily need you to share all your pain to her, but she wants to be able to have you listen for you to share her pain, her, her frustrations. Doesn't mean you fix it just means you take it. Okay. You bring it on. You let her dump on the problems onto you you then are able to take that and share that out with your friends and everybody can help that. You get that pressure off your mind. You get that pressure off your soul. 
And then with that pressure off, you can actually take and with the advice from your friends, say like you are having a problem with your with your boss and you think you're getting fired. Well, you can actually come to your wife and go, oh, honey, I think that I'm going to be getting fired. And when you see that her face turns, you know, all the blood drains from her face. She's like, oh, my God, we're fixing to lose our house and everything. And the kids are going to be homeless and we're going to be we're going to have, you know, we're going to be having to live in your mom's basement. And yet all the other worries that she's going to have, you can go. But don't worry. It's handled. I've already got two other job offers waiting in line. And I'm thinking of taking this one because it is A, B, and C. And this one here has got B, C, and D, but D's not that strong. And you can actually lay out to her what your plans are and be able to rest, give her rest and assurance that life is actually okay. And this is one of the big problems that I see with a lot of the women who become, who are become, you know, the boss lady, because now they don't have their support. And so they run into the problem of having burnout a lot more. And actually you see the female, the women who are professionals now running into the same problem that men have always had in the past. They're starting to have that midlife crisis because they busted their butt trying to get ahead this whole time. And suddenly they realize they're 45, 50 years old and their life is almost, you know, halfway gone. What do I do? Oh, well, let's go find a 25 year old to, to, to have a fling with. That's where a lot of that problem comes from. All of a sudden they wig out, they go buy, you know, $5,000 purses and, and things like that that really just attract them. They start trying to do some of the stuff that they really wish they had still, they had done after, right after college instead of getting married. And so instead of being able to be that firm stake in the ground, yeah, there's men would have still had that, had the same problems. We would have still had that midlife crisis. We still would have gone off and done something stupid if you listened to that midlife crisis and that heard that seven and tried to scratch that seven year itch. Not saying any of that's right because it isn't. It is. It's worst thing to do is to break that vow of, of marriage. But when a man is a positive beacon of of light for his family, his family is a lot better off. If he comes in and he's glowering and he's just down and just, you know, you know, being a grumpy, he, that's going to reflect on the family. The family is not going to have as much peace. The family's not going to have as much joy in it because dad isn't supporting, you know, you, we've heard happy wife, happy life. We know that's not true because yeah, mom's not going to be happy at times. Dad's not going to be happy at times. But when dad can't be the, the beacon of positive energy, everybody in the family suffers. Now, another reason that you want to become, you want to hang around a bunch of as many other noble masculine men is because it, it actually allows you to learn how to become even more masculine. If you're a recovering nice guy, I, Demand that you start finding other men to hang around with. If you've got to go to the axe throwing bar, hang out and start meeting people there, do it. Go to places where, go to drag races, go to, you know, 
wherever you can find gun shows, tractor shows, whatever, where you, wherever you can find other men, start going there, start getting to know people start meeting them and start inviting them into your group. Because the more men you hang around, the more masculine you become. We can, you can't help it. You start absorbing the masculine energy that all the other men around you that you are living life intentionally with rubs off on from them onto you and you become more masculine. You start thinking more masculine. You start acting more masculine. You start becoming more of a man. The more men you have around. If you're hanging around a bunch of women, you're working way too dang hard trying to get into one of their pants. And it's not normally all that hard. If you are a masculine man who's living their life on your own terms, if you're pursuing your goals, your passions in your life, your wife, your girlfriend can't help but be intrigued and go, hey, he's onto something. Let's go. Let's see what he's doing. And they will happily follow you. Anywhere they, they can go. Nice guys, sadly, you guys are afraid of masculinity. You, if you don't believe me, pay attention. Next time you find yourself in a group, what's the ratio of men to women? I know whenever I was, I was neck deep into, into nice guy syndrome. Anytime I would go to visit mom's house, I would go to go anywhere around. I was usually hanging around the women more than I was hanging around the men. I was hanging around with mom and my, my mom, my aunt, my wife, uh, their friends, their, some great aunts. I was hanging around them. I wasn't hanging around with granddad and uncles. Same thing as whenever I was over on dad's side, I was hanging around the women more than I was hanging around the men and boys. Why? Because nice guys, like I said, are manipulators. And it is easier for them to be able to manipulate women than men. You try to do something like that to men, they're going to call you out bullshit. They're going to call you out on your lie. And so nice guys can't manipulate and control people, control men the same way. So they find that the fact that they can't control that really causes a lot of anxiety in them. And you ask anybody who is a nice guy and you can tell nice guys when you see them, when you are, when they're hanging around nice guys and they see a bunch of guys hanging around, you can see that they really long to be over there, but they can't, they're too damn scared to go over there with the, with the men, because again, they can't control the situation. They can't control those, those men's emotions because there's a lot of emotion over there. There's a lot of masculinity. There's a lot of testosterone. There's a lot of laughing. There's a lot of ruckus noises. It's a good time happening over there. And it is above what a nice guy can tolerate. He has to keep his, his and everybody else's emotions around him within a certain zone for him to feel comfortable with. If it goes too high, he gets uncomfortable. It gets too low, he's too comfortable. He gets uncomfortable. He has it has to be stuck in this very rigid area, rigid zone of not being too happy, not being too sad, just kind of nah. And that's one reason why so many women who are married to nice guys bail. They marry the first swinging swinging dork they come across. They end up they end up running off having an affair with this these other guys who don't care about what the family is 
they just know, hey, this I've got to do something. This is more exciting than 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 the the controlling nice guy. So nice guys, if you want to learn how to become more masculine, find a group of men. Go hang out in a blacksmithing uh, club, whatever it is you need to do. Learn how to make a knife. You will become a lot more masculine. You will start weaning yourself away from the, the comfort of other women. You will start finding comfort in a group of men. But when you are able to spend time with your wife, you are coming to her with a more masculine energy. She's going to be a lot more attracted to that masculine energy, and she will be more receptive to your advances. She may still tell you no. She may still laugh at you and go take a hike there, there, uh, there, boy. We're we're not doing that tonight. We did that, you know, last night, two nights ago, a week ago, you know, whatever it is. She may still tell you no, but with masculine energy, you're okay with her saying, no, I'm not. Okay. All right, dude, whatever. I'm going to watch television. Now, the final reason why having men in your life is it's better mental health. We are losing men to suicide at a higher rate. And I think a lot of that has to do with they are in pain and they have no means of being able to express it. They don't have the that network of support to be able to lift up that pressure. Because I was talking about all that life's pressure. Well, that gets heavy if you don't if you don't handle it in the proper way of sharing it out with other men. That pressure is going to keep stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking until it's too much for you to bear. Men turn to alcoholism. You see a lot of middle aged men who drink a crap ton of beer, and you see them in the morning. You know it doesn't really serve them. But yet every day they come home with 24 pack of beer and they sit out in the garage or sit out on the front porch or sit in front of the television until that case is gone, that 24 pack's gone. And then they get stumble off to bed, reeking a beer, wake up, rinse and repeat day after day. Men need other men in their lives so that they can actually have better mental health. If you want to be able to have a lot more fulfilling life, if you want to have a lot more fulfilling uh, experience in life, if you want to have a better time exploring life, if you want to have just a flat out better life, find a group of men, get your band of brothers built together because those men are there for you. They are, they want to see you succeed. And so you want to have high quality, masculine, noble men. These are men who, whether you like it or not, they're men. A lot of these men are going to go to church. A lot of these men are going to be married. A lot of these men are going to say what's on their mind. And it may not, you may not agree with it. And that's okay. They don't care whether you agree with them or not. They're just going to state what their thoughts are and you can take it or leave it. They're not going to be pissed at you because you have your own set of thoughts. Have a means to vent that undue pressure that's setting on you. Life, family, kids, romance, all that has the negatives build 
You need to have other men around to take on that load to help disperse it so that you can actually be that beacon of light and so that you are becoming more masculine. And when you're more masculine, you will have a better life. You are living your life on your terms. You're going to have a whole lot better time. You're going to find more fulfillment. You're going to find a purpose, and you're going to pursue that purpose relentlessly. And your wife will come along for the ride because she sees it just as exciting because you are excited. You are awake. You're, she will see that young man that she married 25 years ago. She will see that, that wonderful man that she, she wished she had wondered where he'd ran off to come to find out he was just tucked away in the back of a closet because life took over and he didn't, uh, he forgot about him. If you want to help being able to find your band of brothers, I can, there's two different ways you can do this. I can coach you or you can actually join the brotherhood of men. This is a men's group that helps men become better men through for the very uh, exact reasons as to what I was just talking about. If you want to help, I can do, we can do one-on-one coaching. We can get you out there, set those goals, get those goals accomplished. And you will find yourself uh, on a path that you only dreamed of once upon a time, many years back. So guys with that, I want to thank you very much for listening. If there was anything I said on this show that actually got you to thinking, got you to caught, sparked a sensation, a feeling within you. Share this episode out, share it with other men, let other men know you need to have more men, invite men into your group. You see a guy that you kind of think might be a pretty good fit. Go ahead. Hey, say, Hey man, Saturday, we're, I'm getting some guys together. We're going to play pool or we're going to play cards or we're going to bullshit, whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is you want to say, invite them in. If you get there, you find out now, dude's not really jamming with us. He's just not right. Then you don't have to invite him again. There's nothing wrong with that. He's like, well, that seems kind of cold. No, that's your thoughts about what it is. Does it really mean you're being cold? No, you're just, you're checking somebody out. You're seeing if everybody else likes them. The other folks say they aren't very, uh, very sure about them. You weren't really feeling it. So, okay. You don't have to invite them back again. You can still be talk to him. You can still let, have him as a friend. He just won't be that band of brothers. So go out. Find them, find them in. If you need help doing that, let me know. I can coach you. I've got links over at, uh, over at relaxmail.com forward slash one, three, four. You can also go to relaxmail.com forward slash brotherhood for the brotherhood of men. You can also go to, uh, relaxmail.com forward slash coaching to go to my coaching page. If this is, if you like this episode, share it out. All fate, all your podcast apps have a share button, click that share button and share it on to Facebook, Twitter, uh, truth, social parlor, getter, any of the other, uh, social media networks out there. You're on Instagram, take a screenshot, share it on there, put at uh, relaxed mail. I'll reply. We'll have a dialogue. We'll talk. We'll see. We'll share what each other thinks we can do this. I love to talk to you guys. Let me know what I can do to, to help you ask questions. You can send a question over to Brian at relaxmail.com or you can go to Brian, uh, relaxmail.com forward slash contact, leave a message there. I'll get to it, answer it on the show. So guys, with that, thank you very much for listening. Y'all have a great rest of the day. We will see you next week. Until then, bye.